record because we're now recording a new episode of Talk Script. Right. This is where I would insert applause if I wasn't a lazy editor. Ha <laughs> ha ha. Um, well, joining me today is, wait, I, do I usually say my name first or do I even say my name? My name's Tori and uh, joining me today is Neil Roberts. I'm just happy to be here. Nick Nisi. Hoi hoi. And Paul Shannon. Howdy all. Where'd Paul go? Oh Paul no! Just, can you not hear me? Little moving desk. No, we can hear you. We just can't see you. You've you've become. Oh oh, good. You were right. showing off your motorized desk, and he just kept going down, 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 and now he's gone. He's just the top of his head. That's and all now I he's need. Doing a full mix in there with his peace sign. That was supposed to be a bunny rabbit. Oh okay. I thought you were waving goodbye to America. <laughs> it's gone. Um, Speaking of waving goodbye to America, it's too early for a Trump <laughs> update, or we're not we doing should, that in this episode. We should, okay, sorry. we're, we're starting off great. We should just that. reboot this. <laughs> you guys are the ones. Look, I said that it turns out the problem with editing this podcast is that I'm on it. Um, so <laughs> you're the you color. Know, you're the quicker. color commentary. Absolutely. I am. Um, something Trump doesn't like. Um, so. What have you guys been up to recently? It's been a while. You know, just holding down the fort. Um, we've been super busy, and so like this is the first uh, first time we've we've really committed to getting the podcast out, which is which is nice. It's glad to have. Yeah. I'm glad to have people back. Um, you know, we we uh, we've been so bad with the podcast. Nick had to go and leave us. Oh, and, he did. Uh, <laughs> Way to drag him back just for the podcast. So yeah, so. thanks, flywheel. Oh. <laughs> mention, mention all that later. Um, put Nick on the spot right off. That's a good start. I wonder why he left us. Um, <laughs> so today we're going to talk about uh, TypeScript 2.7 release. We're going to talk about. Um, did Did you guys say that ES 2018 was that a real topic or or is that not? It's a real. It's topic. Always, that happened. It's always a real topic. That happened. I mean, I just bought the 2017. Ugh. It's like Madden, man. It, it comes out it every year, like and there's there's very small incremental updates, but they expect you to pay full price. Yeah, that's that's absolutely true. Um, I'm glad I broke that addiction. Now I'm just I'm addicted to two uh, MD VR football, which I keep losing the championship on the last play, and it's really makes me sad. Um, so we'll also talk about what's interesting around the community. Like, um, I think there's a stimulus thing. You know, the Dow is actually down about 600 points right now. Is it the stimulus related to that, or is this something different? Um, I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna take credit for it though. Okay, and then uh, there's there's some stencils we're gonna talk about. We're gonna talk about Dojo 2's RC1, the upcoming RC1, um, and also uh, TSConf. Um, I think that's a I think have you guys heard about that? There's like a TypeScript conference coming up in Seattle. Wow. What's that? Thing. Oh my God, Tori. It's like everything we've been working on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's just jump right into it since I have no other, I've been told to, uh, I've been told by the bosses overhead um, that uh, I need to tone it down on some of the commentary. So, and by the bosses, I mean basically these guys. So, um, yeah, let's get into it. TypeScript 2.7. What's new and why should we care? Putting you on the spot. Go. Who's who's taking this topic? Did we decide? No one decided. 
This is the great team I work with, everyone. Well, this is I don't work with Nick anymore, but whatever. This, this is this, there's going to be a whole season they're just jabbing at Nick like this. It's going to be he's going to just quit the podcast too. Like, <laughs> never. It's okay. He's still at the podcast. Right. He, you he know, is. we miss you, Nick. I love you, Nick. Um, love you too. Yeah, this is what a flat hierarchy is about. Uh, nobody deciding anything. Uh, so, TypeScript 2.7 release. Um, you know, there's been a, a lot of cool. Uh, additions in in TypeScript over the last few releases. So um, it keeps getting more and more easier to kind of pick up as as a language. So TypeScript always been, has always been like a superset of, of JavaScript, we've said. Um, but it's always been kind of hard to, to just, you know, rename all your JS files into .ts and, and you know, just kind of say, oh, okay, I'm writing TypeScript now. But over the last like few versions, you've really seen a lot of time put into um, the language interfaces and CLI. So um, features like um, there's been JS doc integration with TypeScript. So you can actually, with the allow JS flag, um, compile your, your JavaScript files and actually check against the types that your JS docs uh, claim and integrate that into the, the rest of your TypeScript build. So it, it's really become a lot easier now to actually um, pick up TypeScript as, a, as an addition to your JavaScript project and, and slowly move into it rather than like an all-in-one, you know, big bang refactor. That sounds good. Is there hope for people like me who, who don't JavaScript well? <laughs> it seems... Seems like it may be time that I give it a shot. I, I think TypeScript is um, for people like you that don't JavaScript well, because you got yeah. an IDE now that says, okay, Tori, like, I see what you're trying to do here. Maybe you should be doing this other thing instead. Or, okay, Tori, like, like that's good, but I need a string here instead of a number. Uh, so does it come as, does it actually have like built-in condescending like voices like you guys, or do I really still just need you guys for that part? That's extra. Oh, man. Oh, that's extra. Yeah. It's yeah. an add-on for that. Yeah. That is it's such a, a good idea. Or it's a VI plugin. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. Have you seen that carrot weather app that, like, gives you a condescending weather, weather forecast? Or No, but it sounds amazing. It's awesome. Yeah, it tells you, like, oh, it's about to rain. That sucks for you. And, and gets much more vulgar than that. But it's pretty hilarious. That would be a hilarious uh, editor plugin. Well, there's Clippy JS. Like you can you can just have Clippy down there and say, "Yeah, it looks like you're trying to do this." <laughs> Tori JS. It just calls you Tori, no matter what your name is. <laughs> it just calls me. <laughs> Look, I was asking for a friend. Okay. <laughs> oh, um, that sounds cool. So, what else is uh, is? I hear that there is some um, there was some friction with module interoperability before and now TypeScript 2.7 fixes that. Yeah, that See, looks... I'm just reading notes and I, I'm just pretending I knew. You guys are like, really? Like, I'm like, well, damn, pretty, Tori. <laughs> pretty impressive, Tori. Like, I just, really? we were I just all did just that blown string versus number joke and you're just like, oh, module interoperability, slam. <laughs> <laughs> well, do we want to talk about the context uh, of kind of the, the TypeScript release uh, with some of the quotes that we had uh, posted? I think that that's pretty interesting. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. 
I was just, you know, being myself <laughs> there and ruining everything like I do. So I'll just have to edit all this out again. So I mean, we can do that. Um, so Daniel Rosewater, um, or, or, sorry, Rosenwasser was... Um, I won't edit that out, though. That's staying. <laughs> yeah, why not? I'm tweeting at him, like, the <laughs> specific time code. Damn it. Um, he was saying... Um, he has a couple good quotes about 2.7. Uh, he was saying that, um, and quote, I think in the broadest sense, we're focused on ease of adoption and making sure our existing users are still getting value from investing in TypeScript. The former is usually about eliminating friction and starting out, and the latter is often about expressivity or more safety, which is really how you know like a language become is starting to become mature because there's less focus on um, getting features in as far as like language features go and, and transpiling and, and everything. I mean, at this point, a lot of the ES um, uh, language features are already part of TypeScript. In fact, they've just added underscores and numbers, which uh, is a stage three proposal for uh, TypeScript or for ES 20, whatever. And Does that it, mean I don't have to use Roman numerals anymore? Because that was getting really <laughs> difficult. Yeah, you know, like decimals and Roman numerals is always the hardest part. Yeah. Uh, oh, man. You're going to ace float, that coding like when you have a, When though. you have a float that's a Roman numeral float is just like ridiculous. Yeah, and then if you use Roman numerals, you really are obliged to use Old English as far as your, um, as far as your, uh, inter or your internationalization goes. I just use them as my variable names. <laughs> ye uh, old params. Ye old params. That was you. Um, <laughs> so, um, so yeah, what we were talking about earlier about the, like the JS docs and, and integration and, and being able to s smoothly move into TypeScript um, has really been kind of the focus and, and the focus on um, language services and the, the CLI, like the compiler has really been um, kind of the main star of the show over the past few releases. And, and you know, I would kind of expect it to, to keep going in that direction as they, they solve more and more problems. Um, so there's other, another choice quote that we, we kind of highlighted. Um, Daniel continues to say, um, we also knew that there was friction in module interoperability strategies, which makes it harder for Babel users to dive into TypeScript. That's a barrier to entry in the new TypeScript users, um, which is why we made the ES module interop flag a priority for this release. Of course, there's also updates to the ECMAScript standard, which we are involved in and are very mindful as we grow the language. So, you know, again, there's your 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 amazing ES module interop flag, um, which kind of helps Babel and, and TypeScript work together like friends and and at the end of the rainbow. Yeah, I mean, it's been it's been neat to see how much priority they've been putting on any barrier to entries they can think of for people that might want to mess with TypeScript. Uh, I think when we were um, talking about this in our planning meeting, we were saying that, uh, you know, they've done things like make it really easy to take JavaScript files and just starting, them run, starting to run them through the compiler. Uh, and then, uh, so you can just take an existing project and you can say, oh, well, it's, it's TypeScript in quotes uh, and make it super lax and let uh, the compiler find the really egregious errors where it, it it infers type and then compares those two together. And then you can start actually uh, turning off any type 
uh, and make it so that you have to start giving real types to everything. Uh, and then the compiler finds more errors, and then you can start turning on some of the stri strict checks, and then it finds more errors. Uh, and it's kind of this, I mean, once you're, once you're bought in all the way, you have a ton of, of checks, but they make it really easy for someone converting from JavaScript uh, slowly into that full-blown environment. Yeah, it's like a funnel now. Like you start yep. off with your big <clears throat> JavaScript projects and you get more and more narrow um, until you're all the way with with the, the strict flag and everything is, is checked. I and... knew this whole thing was a pyramid scheme. A yep. funnel is just an upside-down pyramid. <laughs> They're playing the long con, guys. Playing the long con. They are. Yeah, I think I think that that goes towards their their overall design goals. And, and what makes TypeScript so unique is that uh, it's a, a path toward uh, type checking without having to do it all at once. So it's a really yeah. good, um, it, it can be really beneficial to a team who wants to start adopting that, but they don't want to convert their whole, you know, 10 million line application over to it overnight. They can just slowly start doing that. Uh, and that's one of the big benefits that it has, I think. And, and as you mentioned, like being able to interop with JavaScript is is really nice. And um, I've been working on a uh, like a tutorial project the last couple of nights, and being able to have the tutorial start off in AMD old ES5 JavaScript with AMD modules. Ye old, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and then um, I just start off with the tests written in TypeScript. So all of the the unit tests are there in TypeScript, but they can call the AMD modules and uh, test them as if they were just normal TypeScript and it all just works. And then slowly being able to convert the whole application over to TypeScript and then uh, extend and go beyond that because of all of the benefits of both ES, um, Next, whatever version, uh, plus TypeScript um, really helps you to to reshape the code base, but slowly over time. So it's really easy to get started with that. And these latest releases, uh, or this latest release, really, um, as you said, Paul, just kind of helps solidify that uh, because that, that's what they're really trying to focus on is the the use case for simply um, <clears throat> simply converting over, but also adding features that, that really help everyone. Yeah, I mean, going down the feature list of uh, the 2.7 release, I mean, you get... Uh, from, you know, these introductory uh, how do we lower barrier to entry updates uh, all the way to uh, things like the uh, the strict class initialization properties um, that, I, I, you know, is one of our bullet points here, right, where um, TypeScript lets you assign uh, initial values to your class properties uh, either in the class definition itself or within the constructor function. And now they're actually checking to make sure that it happens uh, in one place or the other, right? Like it, it's it's that additional error detection that TypeScript is written for in the first place. Uh, and, it, and it's a new strict check that they've added uh, that, you know, we are going to appreciate a lot uh, in that we've adopted TypeScript so heavily at SitePen uh, and in Dojo. Um, it, it's just a, a neat language feature that you're like, well, it, we knew that we could do that. It's neat to see them uh, enforce this check. Yeah, definitely. It keeps your code clean uh, by making sure that if you're not using a variable, that 
it's going to warn you about that. So you can either delete it or you have to explicitly tell it that it's not uh, going to be initialized at first, but will at some point. And you just do that by adding an exclamation point to the uh, initialization of that variable on the class. Yeah, that the exclamation mark uh, is neat. I mean, it doesn't just apply to the class property initialization. It, re it applies to just uh, defined properties. Uh, and I know, I mean, I used there, there are a ton of errors where I'd have to say this is a Boolean or it's undefined. Uh, just even though I knew that I was going to assign a value to it. Right. So that, that's kind of how we used to have to deal with it. And now we can just use the exclamation mark um, before we give it, it its type. Uh, and that effectively does the same thing, but then it, it assumes that it's only that one type. And that, that, that makes it so your code's even more sensible, right? You don't have this kind of hybrid type anymore. You have a, a specific type that you know is gonna, gonna, know is gonna get initialized. It's a way to even more uh, yeah. declaratively say what you're trying to do. And it's more exciting. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's, mark. It's, it's exclamatory. <laughs> yeah, it's for, for those that don't know, if you use an exclamation point at the end of a property name, um, it tells the compiler, hey, I know what I'm doing here. Um, this property is going to be assigned, you know, even though there's there are cases in the typings where it 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 is considered undefined. Um, in this case, it's certainly defined. I, I think a great example of that is uh, using something like query selector. Uh, so if you use query selector, pass it a CSS selector, that's uh, that type that it's going to return is either undefined if it can't find whatever uh, is in the DOM with that CSS selector, or it's the node uh, that matches that. And TypeScript doesn't know what your DOM looks like, so it, the type is going to be either undefined or this variable. But if you add an exclamation point to the end of it, you're saying, don't worry about it, TypeScript. It's there. Just assume that it's there, and it will never be undefined. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've used it in injection contexts as well. You know, like for, for the initialization of a class, if you wanted to put a bang at the end of the the property, you can say you can come back and say like, look, as part of this framework, as part of this um, initialization framework, um, I'm going to go ahead and in, I'm going to create this class. But then in a later step, I'm actually going to call this function that that brings in the rest of these properties. And so, initially in the constructor, I'm not going to define this thing, but trust me, it's going to be there because it's part of the framework. Like that's how this thing does stuff. And so the, the bangs on properties in, in classes really help identify that. And again, like if you have, if you have like any kind of lookup framework, like the query selector is a great example. Um, another one is I've for Dojo, there's injectors and you know that the injector that you're requesting is going to be there because you've already initialized it. But um, the framework says, oh, hey, I can either return the an injector that you're looking up by name or undefined if it doesn't exist. You can just say, like, look, I'm using a, a constant to look up the string. It's going to be defined. Yeah. I don't want to have to do a, a check every time to say, is it undefined? It's going to be there. When did we start calling exclamation points bangs, by the way? I've never heard that before. Since we hired the UK team, I think. Have you ever, uh, <laughs> in, in, like, URLs? In URLs, when you uh, are using uh, like routing, they'll call it a hash bang. 
What? Gets, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Words have meaning, people. <laughs> Words have meaning. I like that. And if you're trying to just um, convert something to a Boolean, uh, that's bang, bang. What? Bang, bang. When did this start? I, how did I never hear this before? And then Cheesecake. I hear you guys say it. I look at the TS uh, TypeScript 2.7 release. And it says, you know, if we added an exclamation point slash bang, and then it shows the exclamation point, I'm like, is this like one of those weird things where it's like the Mandela effect where like this has always been a thing or it hasn't and it just like split off into a parallel world right now? Like it, happened last November. It was started I by the Cheesecake really Factory. Before. I was started by the Cheesecake Factory. It makes sense. <laughs> bang, 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 that's where all good conspiracies start with the Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> bang Bang Shrimp is is them saying like this is really shrimp. Oh yeah, well they're really insistent about it. I'm skeptical. Well, if it just Bang okay. Shrimp, it would be like this isn't shrimp. I'm gonna look up the I'm gonna look up the history of this because I've never heard that before, and now I'm gonna like I'm gonna be surprised. Like I split off in another reality. I'm sure at this point. You should uh, you should continue. do uh, two truths and a lie with uh, how we named the Bang. For next episode. Yes. Yes. That's a good idea. That'll be fun. Or well, I guess two lies and the truth. The top of like maybe. bash scripts is called a shebang, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> God. Maybe, How did I never know these things? Maybe this exclamation is point is a punctuation and bang is what the actual symbol is. I don't know. But it's it's the onomatopoeia. It's the, your, It's bang. It, it's less syllables to say, so I say bang. <laughs> I'm that lazy. So we, we talked about um, the easier ES module interoperability, and I think that that's a, an important thing and, and something that I'm really excited about in TypeScript 2.7 uh, because it makes it a lot easier to work with uh, CommonJS modules. Uh, should we maybe describe the problem that they're trying to solve with this and, and kind of... Not to reignite the whole... Only if we make up new words. We have to do that. <laughs> but if we don't do that, then no, you can't do that. We take the bang bang to the diddly wop and then you <laughs> wrap it in the, the, the curlies. Dilly dilly. <laughs> you sound like that rapping grandma. With a uh, fat with a fat <laughs> arrow. Ooh, that's a good idea. We should get the rapping grandma to do a song about fat arrow. <laughs> fat arrow would be this... a good rap name. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen this... It'd be a horrible uh... TV show, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'd watch it. It's arrow, but everyone's fat. Well, he's just given up. Uh, I have. Sorry, he's guys. Spends really his sorry. night on on Twitter eating uh, Cheetos. <laughs> You're wrong. All right, Nick, get us back on track. <laughs> That's uh, how we fight so... crime on Reddit. <laughs> Downvote. Uh... Someone's wrong. <laughs> There's an up arrow and a down arrow. I'm going to press the down arrow. I'm arrow. I'm the only arrow. <laughs> you have failed this city. <laughs> down vote. <laughs> oh, my God. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Help us. I didn't, before Lodash came out, I didn't know that people referred to underscores as Lodash. Hmm. Who does that? That I thought that was like a trendy way of saying underscore, and they invented that. Do people actually call them low dashes? We're gonna split off into another reality here in a second if we don't. <laughs> if we keep going down this route, it's Bernstein. What is quit language? peeking behind the curtains? Okay, 
I told my son yesterday that we might all be living in a computer simulation. Just randomly, like, mentioned that. They just proved that. That blew his mind all night long. He's going on and on. He's like, well, I could just be in a computer. Because he's been playing SimCity. He's like, I could just be. He's like, what if a big finger comes down and just, like, pushes on? I'm like, hey, man. Like, that's not going to happen. But. You didn't hear yeah, that they disproved that? You have ruined your child's childhood. You've, you've created a new religion. Yeah. Congratulations, Tori. Yeah. They found the some sort finger. of. They found some sort of uh, physics where uh, it would be too difficult for a computer to ever compute it. Unless that's what they computed. Like, they had you compute that because the computer knew you were going to do that. It was self-evident, it's not. No. I don't believe in evidence. <laughs> not in this reality. We're in a post-evidence world, people. <laughs> Get on board. So I think that's... Is that everything from uh, 2.7? No, oh, well, I want to. I want to talk about. Two yeah, Nick was Nick was talking before. We just went way off the rails <laughs> on that one. <laughs> Fat Arrow. I mean, come on. That was great, <laughs> though. Like, I, that's gonna live on. So the problem with with ES module syntax and common JS is that if you're using the default um, import syntax, so import uh, express from Express, for example, uh, that would actually be when it's transpiled to common JS, it would be. Uh, import um, the default export from Express, which uh, would be written in CommonJS and doesn't actually have a property called default that it's exporting. Uh, so that would fail. And so you would have to um, do like weird, crazy workarounds. Uh, I know I've had to do this in TypeScript before where you just import everything. So you do import star as Express from Express, for example. Uh, and then that would give you back the the quote-unquote default, uh, which is a function, and then you could use it like that. When you turn on this ES module uh, interop flag in TypeScript 2.7, then you can just treat those um, as default exports and import them like normal, and it should just work, uh, which will make your code a lot cleaner, um, and it's just kind of covering up the, the horrible mess that we currently have with node modules and um, interop between... Yes, modules. Well, that's a pretty good feature. Um, I think I've gotten used to just dealing with it. <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of us have, but, um, you know, that, that definitely lowers the barriers to, to importing and interopping with um, common JS. Yeah. And there's a lot of problems with this in the Node world because, uh, like, Node wants to have ES modules be renamed with the .mjs extension. And then there's a standard ESM uh, third-party package that you can bring in that will just kind of fake interoperability. Uh, and then NPM's looking into other avenues. And it's just a kind of a big mess right now, uh, which is kind of nice that we're at a higher level with TypeScript where we don't really have to care what is actually happening. We just write it in the way that TypeScript can read it, and then it'll be compiled to whatever ends up actually shaking out of this whole mess. So that's another really nice benefit to uh, TypeScript and just transpiling your code in general is you, you can sit at a different level and use features that aren't native today mm. and then they'll just work. Yeah, I, I mean, we keep saying that, but that, that really has been one of the, the shiny moments um, I don't know if you guys are old enough, but I've definitely written code for like IE6 and yep. <laughs> yes. been there, had to do the interop stuff there and, and like, 
um, you know, targeted IE6 forever um, because that's what companies wanted to, to go back to because uh, we didn't have Paul, all those auto just to updates. be clear, we kept telling you you had to support IE6, but no one was actually, I mean, there was no requirement to. We just wanted you to keep doing it because you seemed to have a lot of fun with it and you seemed really proud of yourself. So I'm sorry. That's my fault. Like, I, I really didn't have a heart to stop at this point. It got too funny. Like it was sad and it was hilarious. I think that's how so. Angular caught on a little bit. People were like, "Yeah, let's let's do <laughs> Angular," and then the joke just kind of kept going. Is there a Reddit for that? Like the underscore or the low dash Angular? Yeah, I think you need more bangs in there, though. <laughs> Speaking of which, Saipan's oh, looking for an Angular engineer. We are looking for an Angular Whoa. engineer. Do you love Segway. Angular? Way to way to ruin that one, Paul. <laughs> I- I'm Jerk. sorry. Obviously, this is why we are looking for an Angular engineer. Because <laughs> Paul just got done write, rewriting everything for IE6, so he's tired. He just needs, needs a break now. Yeah, we just need an Angular engineer that can do IE6. That's all. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't hate it if we had someone where you asked them an Angular question and they like excitedly told you about how difficult it was to do, like people that make fussy coffee. <laughs> you guys are really selling this. This is like, definitely the marketing vehicle for us. Like people that make fussy coffee. like They're just like... Oh, well, all you have to do is oh, yeah. these 10 things and you have to uh, let it wait for five minutes and then you have to connect this with this. And, and, and I just put my cure again and I'm like, I don't even like it. Like, I don't even like any of this. Even though this is reactive, you still call this function and that function underneath the hood is actually doing something that's reactive. You just can't see it. And then it all works. Like, it's the fussy coffee of programming. That's well, a that, great that's... analogy. Love it. That's what we're going to anyway. Like like React and Angular are both kind of a little bit magical frameworks mm-hmm. in, in a way that they they manage all of the stuff that humans are bad at. Um, it's because all of us snowflakes of the millennial generation just can't deal with disappointment. We need magic in our lives now. That's oh, what I've heard. That's what I've learned. You need to get honestly. off the Donald Tory. <laughs> in my day, I had to bind my data both ways. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and make it work in IE6. <laughs> You say that, but I came from a flex background, and that is absolutely uh. true. <laughs> so, have you got heard, guys heard about fixed length tuples? Fit- I have. That's just another thing in two point seven. I did. I did. I'm not making that up. I have heard about that. Hmm. Mostly because I keep thinking it says tulips every time I look at it, and I'm like, that's weird. Is it tuple Dyslexia or tuple for the win? Tuple, tuple. Uh, it's just yeah. I mean, basically, if you have if you return uh, an array with typed values, uh, it remembers how long it was, where it didn't before. Oh, that's good because you used to be able to define a, a fixed link tuple type, but it wouldn't carry through. Like it would yeah. turn into an array at some point. Well, yeah, well, and you could extend, like you couldn't assign a one length array to a two length array because the types would mismatch. But you could assign like a three-length array to a two-length array as long as the types matched. So they just made it so that you can't overfill uh, a type, which makes a lot of sense. I bet next you're going to tell me that like the ampersand is actually called the tuple or something <laughs> like that. I'll be like, really? Like, I would have totally trolled me on that. You mean the, that sw- been, you mean the swizzle symbol? <laughs> yeah, the swizzle symbol. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, man. Yeah, yeah. There's been a bunch of, like, type improvements. Um, yep. One is uh, with functional equivalence. Uh, I don't know if it was in 2.7, but they re- recently released something that um, that allows you to assign functions to one another with equivalent um, parameters. 
So if you had something like um, three functions where you had like an, uh, an animal base type as a, as a property, and then you had a, a cat and a dog, you know, the, 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 the common like, um, you know, inheritance type stuff. Um, it used to be that you could, you could assign those functions kind of across to one another. Um, but they've, they've updated it. So they actually do property checks now that, that ensure that you can, um, that you can assign functions to variables that relate to the, um, the, the common ancestor, the common ancestor, but, it, but it's, it's the opposite way around because oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. when you, when you have, when you have properties in, in a, in a function and you want to have equivalents, you want to actually have, um, narrower types be assignable, um, not, not children types, not inherited types. And, and so that was one of the, the more recent strict checks that they've added, um, which they, they just keep coming up with these, these strict checks that ensure that, that when you write JavaScript, you're, you're kind of doing it right. So the idea is that if you have like a function that, that deals with an animal, well, it can deal with all of those types, but it's not equivalent to one that deals with a cat because a cat might have a meow or something like that. Um, you know, there's flat earthers. Are there like code creationists who argue against ancestry and inheritance? Because if not, that should be a thing. <laughs> I, I was watching that, your video. People don't code. I was watching your video in the corner. I just saw the gears turning. And that's that's what came out. <laughs> that's what came out. Nothing nothing of actual value ever comes out. Just like the random, like I wonder if that exists. Um, it should. If it doesn't, I need to make that because that would be hilarious. I'm just I'm killing it with ideas today. There's gonna be a there's gonna be an IDE plugin for that as well. So you can write JavaScript inheritance. You can deny it. You can write anything in JavaScript with I think like five symbols like a space and arrays and curly brackets and a swizzle and a swizzle (laughs) (laughs) and a bang bang bang. oh nice and a hash um so yeah maybe that's it you should start that i'm full of good ideas today guys (laughs) um so uh, recently, all over the interwebs, uh, in places not the Donald, so I don't know what they are. I've never been there. Um, I hear there's other places on the internet, though. Um, the, after Trump created the internet a couple years ago, like I, I'm not sure um, the, what other pages there are, but I guess people have made some. Um, so when I'm not praising Dear Leader, um, I saw come along um, this this stimulus thing, and. Uh, it was, I like that it, it, I like that instead of bravado, it just goes in simple and it's like a modest JavaScript framework for the HTML you already have. And it's like, hey man, we're just JavaScript framework with modest ambitions. I'm like, you're cool with me, man. You're cool with me, not the greatest. You're just like, yeah, we're just like, we're, I just, I'm just, they're like the dude, like that guy you hang out with who's just like this guy, you know, he's not like special. He's just like, yeah, stimulus. Oh yeah. So anyone want to anyone want to talk about that? Because I don't know anything about it, but I love the marketing. Like brilliant. <laughs> yes. Yeah, like, so way to just go the other way. Stimulusjs.org <laughs> is is the site if you want to check it out, and um, they're they're basically just a small binding container, uh, so you you can write um, HTML with data attributes that link you over to controllers, and um, it was kind of a neat little project. It just hit 1.0. And so it was, it was probably worth mentioning. Um, it's by the Basecamp people. 
Hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is by the base camp people. That explains how organized the site looks. <laughs> when I first saw it uh, in, I guess, pre-beta, because it was a while ago, um, the the thing I immediately thought of was uh, Digit, but like a more modern Digit. <clears throat> For people who have never heard of that before, you could elaborate. Uh, kind of in, in what <laughs> Paul was saying. So it it's just... Like, I meant what digit is. <laughs> oh, so, so digit. I don't know. Just what to jump is. in, digit. You're dead to us now, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> digit is um, is kind of a widget library, and um, one of the core components of digit is it had both declarative and and programmatic um, expressions, and so you there was a, a parser in digit that allowed you to do programmatic or I'm sorry, declarative. Digits, the dojo widgets, yeah. by the way, yeah, the digits. original dojo toolkit. Widgets. Dojo one widgets. There you go. Yeah. People are still just like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I, I mentioned widgets and stuff. Um, But yeah, it's very similar to the parser in that it uses data binding or data uh, attributes to, to kind of bind to programmatic um, definitions. And so it's, it's kind of neat. Um, it, it, and it's very simple in its in its approach, which is very good. Uh, it doesn't try to do too much. Um, Perfect, I, love it. Yeah, I, I think inevitably you're gonna kind of get bitten with it because you know I was looking through it. Not if you don't try to do too much. <laughs> well, if you want IE six support, it's gonna be hard. Yeah, I, I mean, that's gonna be a thing. But I have Digit for that, so I'm good. Um, yeah, so it, it looked pretty cool, um, and. You know, if you look at some of the the ways you bind um, events back to the controller, I think like if you tried to do some of the stuff that the digit did, like you had um, you had um, kind of higher up events that that were handle handling lower elements, uh, children elements, you're gonna have issues with that. But you know, overall, like it's it's a really easy to get into framework. It looked good and it looked like really modern. So. It was pretty cool. So yeah. you, you actually um, played around with it, Nick, or you just kind of looked into it? Nope. I just saw a link in my various link-getting channels. And, um, yeah, looking at the, the readme and some of the the documentation about it, uh, it reminded me a lot of Digit. And I, I kind of mentioned that. Um, I think someone else on the team mentioned that it, it kind of looks like maybe what Backbone might have been if it was written today. Uh, a little bit, a little bit more towards that, but what what really I guess sticks out with this is that, uh, and they say right there that it, they just have modest ambitions. They don't, uh, they're not concerned with rendering the HTML at all. They just kind of augment what you have uh, to give it some behavior and uh, make it easier to do some things, uh, and that's kind of a, a big departure it seems from all of the other frameworks of today uh, that have come out like React and and Angular and. Uh, view and and dojo too uh it's it, like they're very concerned with rendering and rendering performance and controlling all of that um kind of abstracting the dom away from you in a lot of ways and this isn't doing any of that so it's kind of cool to see uh it's definitely a probably i i haven't played with it but i would assume that it's probably much easier to get started with this than other frameworks so yeah you don't need like a a big complex single page application you just need to 
you know, set up some event handling and, um, uh, you know, update some things dynamically. This seems like a, a pretty straightforward, simple way to go, which is nice. Yeah. And it I, looks I, like I, a, oh, I was going to say, it looks say, like a, <laughs> go ahead. I was just going to say, I, I, wait, I was just going to say, wait, say, wait. I love recording podcasts with you guys. It's so hard uh, not to talk over everyone. I hope, uh, but you never notice that because Tori just edits it all out. Yeah. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a master at it. Um, uh, I, I was just going to say. They only ever hear me. They only ever hear me talking over people. Nick. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a place for this uh, in today's landscape. That's all I was going to say. Yeah, I think it's a good step above vanilla JS. Like this is like a if if you wanted something simple, but you wanted to have like a few rules for engagement, um, it, it's a good way to go. Yeah. I found that nothing's simple anymore. That's all. But this looks good. I like the idea of it. So I'm gonna play around with it because I feel like I know nothing. So we should be good. Like I, we're on the same page. Um, Okay, so um, my amazing segue there over to uh, Stencil, uh, which I heard a lot about last year, um, but I haven't really heard much about it recently um, because I don't read stuff like this. So why don't you guys talk about it? So Stencil is a, um, is a I guess, a framework uh, by the uh, people behind Ionic that uh, makes it really simple to create reusable web components. And it's written in TypeScript, and it, uh, I believe you write JSX and, uh, or JSX style syntax for, for creating your web components, and then it will compile them down to, uh, to work. And the big benefit is that it's based on the, um, the standard web components, so uh, it's kind of future-proof in that way because it should always be supported in newer browsers. Yeah, web components are really nice in that you can you can just kind of create these custom little black boxes of functionality. Um, I wonder if they solve, you know, one of, the, one of the big issues with web components is how many do you make? And like, how do you structure your project around it? And we actually have that as a, as a topic we want to get into in depth later. But um, I have things to rant about. Oh yeah, I, <laughs> there's a lot to rant about in web components and and custom elements and stuff. But uh, it, it it looks like a good you know framework if you wanted to make a few widgets, a few web components. It's worth checking out. You know, mm-hmm. it, um, it's very Facebooky. Like it it has Jest and JSX and uh, React support. I I believe React support in there. JSX um, at least, yeah. Yeah, certainly JSX. Yeah, it's really it's so cool. hard to get used to JSX personally. It's really hard to get used to that. It seems so wrong. That's all <laughs> I have to say about that. Like, it just seems weird. Like, I get it. It's just like I can't, I can't fathom like doing like return and then just like writing HTML <laughs> in it without any strings or anything. It just feels so awkward um, because I did stuff in IE6, so that's why it feels awkward, I guess. Um, yeah, so you should check out. It's a uh, pretty cool. Um, I will say uh, that uh, nec- that it, or I, I did mention it's written in TypeScript, and there might be a conference coming up where uh, someone's going to talk about 
developing a stencil with TypeScript. That sounds amazing. I can't wait to hear about that. Do you think that after we talk about a couple more things that we might get into a deeper discussion about that, Nick? I think so. Oh my gosh. Stay tuned, everyone. It's going to be amazing. Okay, did I build it up too much? That was too much hype, wasn't it? Dang it. <laughs> do it all the time. I'm so stupid. Okay. Moving along now. Uh, who's going to take the next topic? I'm going to cut out every time I say who's going to take and I just have these awkward pauses. I'm going to like put just music. Just Muzak. Like really <laughs> just amazing, lovely, soothing. Jazz music. break. Jazz break. <laughs> So, um, oh, go ahead, peeps. yeah, I can take it. Neil, do you want to take it? Dojo no, two RC go one. for it. Yeah. Uh, so Dojo two has been under development for, um, a thousand years <laughs> and we we're finally actually going to release, uh, RC one. And so, um, Dojo two, we forgot that's what you're supposed to do at the end. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's our fault. Sorry. You know, like we, it and you're like, oh, we missed a step. Yeah, you know, you know the old mantra of like he he who releases wins. Uh, in in relation like features and and things like that of the browser wars, we we've taken the opposite uh, tact, and we've had development going on for 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 a while now of Dojo Two, but we've been through five betas, and um, we've actually looked at a bunch of different approaches of having. Um, uh, modern frameworks that that will not be a flash in the pan that will be kind of long lasting and so for those that don't know dojo 2 is a is a reactive framework written completely in typescript we've used strict flags all the way so it's it's completely type safe and um it's it's finally getting ready to to do our rc1 so we've locked down most of the features and um if if you wanted to get a, a a preview of it by the time this podcast is out i i'm assuming rc1 will be out let's not make any promises <laughs> you but, heard uh, it here first you heard it here i mean first. that's 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 literally putting both me on the spot and them on the spot at the same time because like <laughs> it could go either way and now who's gonna be first and now i gotta oh man you gotta have Fine. some pressure gotta have some pressure but um i've been using it for a long time now and it it's really fantastic um it the the approaches that we've taken uh are not not we because you know i've been i've been kind of the red team a lot uh for dojo 2 i've been the one that's on the outside kind of like implementing it and complaining to the 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 really great team that's that's been putting it together and saying like hey, it's also something about this? being on the red army just really appeals to you too so i think oh, that makes yeah. sense. that's the right that's the right place to be uh so yeah just um, it, it's been really great and it's gotten to a point now where you don't have to like, you don't have to like hack around the, the framework to, to get where you want to be. Like, um, for people interested in like, uh, we've added a, a meta tag where you can actually, um, interact with low level things in the framework. Kind of, you can interact with the Dom and abstract it away from the rest of the language. So we have like meta tags for resizing and, and things like that. Things you would normally need to, to like get a reference to the DOM in, in, in React, you would use like a ref tag or something like that to, to uh, you know, get references to the DOM and do stuff with it. Whereas metas just kind of abstract that naturally. 
Um, it has custom element support. There's a CLI around it. So it, it's really matured a lot and, and it's been a, it's been a great ride and, and RC one's coming out now and, and I'm, I'm really excited. Yeah. One of my favorite things about the widgeting system is that <clears throat> I guess some of the magic stuff that happens, uh, or some of the things that, uh, the intelligent defaults that we have, uh, things like being able to do uh, property change detection, um, and even the meta as well, uh, almost all of it is exposed through an extension system. So being able to, uh, like you can easily get at all the underlying stuff. Uh, it's not, um, you know, we kind of uh, poo-pooed uh, Angular a little bit, uh, and that's kind of the, the criticism that you can have of Angular, is that it's hard to get to the guts of what's happening uh, and I really like that they've uh, put that all so close to the surface. Uh, it's easy to, like, uh, we have the base widget class. It's easy to just read through it and see what's happening. It's not, uh, it's not long. It's not complex. It's just uh, a number of uh, little add-ons, little extensions that happen at different points during the lifecycle. Yeah, and see, I've used Dojo 2, and, and I'm converting a project now that, that uses kind of Dojo 2 exclusively, but now I'm adding in, um, I'm adding in like a, a React uh, uh, type store and, and things like that now. Um, so I can actually, you know, integrate with those things. Like the, there's no, there's no um, prescribed method for doing everything, but there's, you know, definitely recommended. And there's definitely, it's definitely an opinionated framework but it's flexible enough that you can, you know, inject your own um, kind of opinions as you need to. Yeah. Oh, I like that. I love injecting my opinions on top of other people's work. <laughs> this is perfect. When you're good at something, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so I've spent a lot of time outside of um, like core Dojo 2 development, but using it on uh, ancillary projects and, and uh, docs and, and things like that. Um, and it's really quite nice to use. Um, I have also been doing a lot of Angular, and I would prefer Dojo 2 over Angular any day. Do you know that we're looking for an Angular well, person? So, so to be fair, Angular and, and Dojo 2, which is, is more like React, is, is a different, completely different beast. Sure. Like the, the companies that pick Angular um, really pick it for vastly different reasons. Like. Mm -hmm you know when you're when you're going with like something like react um you're piecing together a lot of things like you you have a a lead or, or somebody that's that's solving a lot of problems that aren't automatically solved and uh, you know angular has a lot of benefits in in that it's it's good for large teams with varying um varying skill sets because it um it's very prescribed in the way that you kind of do things and it's very broken down. Uh, and it's also very familiar for like Java type engineers where you have, um, you know, an injector and you have like these patterns uh, similar to spring where, where things just kind of uh, are put together by the framework and, and there's a way of, of defining scope and, and injecting things into, and it's not, it gets a, it gets a really bad rap because it's not really the JavaScript way of doing things like, and I think before angular, it was much to our detriment to not have injectors. Um, and I, I think with react, it's, it's kind of solved things in a way that, 
um, like Redux allows you to kind of do things that aren't purely injected, but it it's injection like in its in its pattern. Um, so it it solved a lot of problems and it's very familiar. And, and there's there's a lot of good uses for it. And so we talk crap about Angular because, you know, that's not the way we like to do things. But, you know, just to jump in there and, and rescue the, the Angular engineers who have I, who have not hung up on the podcast by now out of rage. I, the, I um, think the, the story for me for Angular is that, you know, we worked on Digit for so long and we see a lot of the mistakes we made with Digit in Angular. Mm-hmm. And and it's tough to it's tough to see a new... Uh, kind of popular framework come out that uh, stumbles the same way that the stuff that we've worked on has stumbled, you know, seven, eight years ago. Yeah. And, and again, flex and stuff like that has had two-way binding and injection patterns and things like that. So it's it's very familiar to me as well, but it's very, very um, incrementally broken down into to separate components. Yeah. And Dojo 2 definitely is closer to React than it is to Angular. Yeah, for uh, sure. In that regard. Uh, and and I, I will agree that there are nice things. I really do like the um, injection in Angular. That makes testing a lot easier, <coughs> yep. uh, which is really nice. Um, and there's some cool patterns in Angular as well. Uh, I really like observables and how they're used. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm excited for that to hopefully be coming to JavaScript. Um, so that's that's really nice. Okay, so all right, yeah, all right. We've we've done our fan service Angular. It's it's good for reasons. We complain about it a lot, but just to be don't fair, worry. I cut all this out, and they're never gonna. All hear right, it. deleted. <laughs> cool. So, did we want to go on to ES twenty eighteen, or do we want to talk about yeah. Dojo two some more? Let's talk about. Um, well, yeah, I guess uh, did we? <laughs> we got sidetracked there on. Um, that's weird for us. Um, <laughs> but do we have more that we wanted to say, or do we want to just go on to the um, TS Comp stuff? I would go on the TS let's Comp. Just, stuff. Let's just mention ES twenty eighteen really quick right. uh, because it's finalized and there's not a ton of new features. Uh, we don't have to go into any depth on them, but right. async iterators, uh, rest and spread on objects, which uh, TypeScript has had for a long time, and uh, some really big updates to regular expressions, uh, which I'm pretty Woo! excited about. Yes. <laughs> oh man! Every time I get to do regular expressions, it's so much fun. Like I, it's my favorite thing. Yeah, and then uh, promises have a finally method on them, so you can say uh, promise dot then finally. promise dot catch and promise dot finally, which will run regardless of whether it was successful or an error. Uh, so that's really nice. Uh, but just those things, uh, plus a, a few smaller things. But uh, those are kind of the big highlights of it. Is there a return type from finally, or is it just? something that happens i do not know off the top of my head like if you had a finally does do you have to run the code in a finally block synchronously or can it be asynchronous i do not know all right people check this out um nick nisi is uh on twitter (laughs) (laughs) help him out i thought finally was just was just run after any of the responses were called. Returning has no effect inside the callback. Uh, only huh. throwing. You can throw from within there. And then if you throw within a finally, what does it? I think if it's changed, does it change. Does it change? Hmm. Interesting. We'll have to learn more. So that means that means anything 
anything that happens at a finally has to happen synchronously, right? Or asynchronous stuff won't be waited on. I you can you can probably return a promise from finally. Finally has no or returning from finally has no effect um, because it wouldn't be able to distinguish between what's right. returned in the dot then. Right. right. So if if you're if you have something async that happens in finally, it's it's going to happen sometime later, and you're not going to have any way of tracking it. This is what what I'm saying. Oh yeah. Yeah. So if you have like oh finally let's close this database connection. <laughs> It's it's and and let's wait on it. It's gonna be like okay, um, I guess I'm gonna just return now, and <laughs> not tell you what's gonna happen with this database thing. We'll just save that seems like, promise. Seems off. like a thing you shouldn't do then. Yeah, probably, you know, probably don't do that. It, it's nice to have, you know, in a lot of situations, you you finally want to do something with a promise, but if it doesn't have an async return, then oops. Well, way to just blow up ES 2018. Good work. No one's going to use it now. <laughs> At least they're releasing every year. At least we're not on ES5 still. Or IE5. Um, okay. So, I guess the big, the, the secret's out um, that there is going to be um, a conference about TypeScript. Yay! That's, Yay! that's the secret. There's no, uh, yeah. So TS Conf yeah, is T going to be taking place in Seattle, uh, March twelfth, two thousand eighteen, and the MC is MC Nisi. That's Woo. right. Nick Nisi will be the MC. Um, SitePen is uh, putting on the conference with um, lots of blood, sweat, and tears here uh, coming up to the date. Um, but it's going to be a lot of fun. So why don't you uh, maybe MC Nisi give a little bit of info here? Yeah. So the conference is March 12th. So you'll want to get your ticket very soon um, if you don't have one already. And there are going to be some fantastic speakers. Uh, Where would you, they get a ticket from? Uh, TSConf.io. See, has a big save there. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Um yeah, it's on March 12th. Uh, there are some great speakers. The keynote speaker uh, is Anders Heilsberg himself, the creator of TypeScript. So that is going to be uh, worth it just uh, right there for going. But there's also uh, an amazing lineup of speakers uh, with all sorts of different topics. And if you want to find out about them and uh, all of the information uh, about it, visit tsconf.io, but also follow TypescriptConf on Twitter. Was TSConf not available? Was Fat Arrow available? <laughs> Dang it. Man. I'm bad at marketing, guys. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, we're even talking about doing, um, have it recorded. There's going to be a, uh, a lot of fun stuff there. Um, so, yeah, check it out. And uh, let's see. Yeah, we're we'll probably be there, right, Tori? We're looking at ways to to get the podcast in and um, kind of talk. Yeah, to I don't want to promise that yet. I was like, uh, I was going to say that. You I'm heard like, it here oh, first. No. Like, I yeah, heard I'm you. Like, oh, we're trying to figure it out. So we're still in planning, but you know, sure. we're we definitely it'd be nice to have podcast in there and you know do some stuff there. We'll see what we can do, but I'm excited. Yeah, me too. Okay, well, that is the show for today. Um, 
so Paul, since you were very, very diligent about putting the outro info there, why don't, why don't you do the outro this time? Ooh. It's called delegating. Delegating. Um, so uh, thanks, everybody, for showing up. Uh, we just kind of wanted to thank um, SitePen and Flywheel for, for loaning people um, to us to, to kind of spend time on this podcast. Um, we also wanted to point out that we've mentioned it earlier, but SitePen is looking for an Angular engineer. Um, we definitely want somebody that, that, you know, knows Angular and is comfortable with it and, um, you know, kind of grow our team. Um, we do stuff remotely. So if you have PJs and you don't like to drive to work and, uh, you're really good at Angular, go ahead and contact us. Uh, even if you don't have PJs, you should, you should like PJs optional, honestly. <laughs> yeah. PJs optional. Um, you can just wear normal clothes. Like this doesn't have to be weird. I think SitePen's also looking for a normal software engineer as well. Oh, are we? Yeah. All right. Well, well, we don't have any normal ones. So. <laughs> well, it was just find one. Are you saying so that a normal one. engineer is not an Angular engineer? Exactly. Yeah, There's a software engineer that's Angular. Labels on things. <laughs> and a normal. Yeah, I think we're looking for a, a you know JavaScript engineer. Um, we just we we do some really good work on on um, kind of tough problems, and a lot of companies say that, but. Uh, what's really nice about here and my time here at SitePen has been um, just being able to work with a, a variety of, of engineers that I would consider my peers um, and uh, are able to solve really complex problems alongside me. So that that's always been great. So we're looking for more people to join the team. Um, we also have uh, a Twitter now, TalkScript. So you can uh, hit us up at TalkScript and I promise we'll start tweeting. Um, we started to get that cleaned up and we're going to use it going forward. Um, anytime you want to hear a topic or any kind of any information you want to see on the podcast, go ahead and hit us up at TalkScript. And then um, you can hit all of us up on Twitter individually as well. Uh, TalkScript follows us on Twitter, but um, you know you can hit me up at developer Paul, Nick at Nick Nisi, um, Neil at Potted Meat, and Tori at iTori. And so I think got, I'm going to change my to at fat arrow at so. fat arrow. <laughs> so if we got anything wrong, uh, definitely tweet us. And uh, I've never gotten a tweet uh, that says I got anything wrong. So we've been perfect so far. Yeah, that's that's how I would interpret that too. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Okay. Well, thanks everyone for listening. Thank you guys for being here. Uh, I was rolling down the window because I like to feel the wind blow. We got a good thing. Gonna see where the day goes Take it fast, take it real slow We got a good
got a good thing going on. Ba, 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 ba.
I'll count to get you started. One, two, three, four. I'll count to get you started. One, 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 two, three, four. I'll start it. Get you, get you, get you, get one, count, two, three, four. I was rolling down the window, cause I like to feel the wind blow. We got a good thing. Gonna see where the day goes. Take it fast, take it real slow. We got a good thing.